Welcome to Women in Venture Capital, a podcast by students for students. I'm Roshvina. And I'm Anvita. And we are from the Harvard Business School. Our guest today is Priscilla Tyler. She's currently a senior associate at True Ventures at San Francisco. She was the first Priya Haji Fellow with the fund, where she worked with the true portfolio company Ginger.io, a wellness platform for on-demand coaching and therapy. Priscilla is actively involved as a member of the data science team with AllRays, an organization that seeks to create gender parity across venture capital and venture-backed businesses. In her personal capacity, she's a mentor with the Access Project, which is a group of investment professionals helping founders build companies. Priscilla has a bachelor's degree in economics and French from Amherst College, where she was a member of the Varsity Women's Lacrosse team. Welcome to the show, Priscilla. It's great to have you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So jumping right in, you started your career with Ginger.io, where, as you mentioned, you built some foundational skills, gained valuable startup experience, and contributed to an incredibly important cause. Curious to hear more about your time there. What were your key responsibilities, and how was the overall experience? Absolutely. It was it was a blast. It was my first role out of college, um, and it was completely just a startup MBA for me. I grew up on the East Coast, where it's not the same as I think growing up on the West Coast. You know, we don't read TechCrunch when we're kids. We don't. We're not. We're not super keyed into the world of entrepreneurship as nearly as much as uh, people that seem to grow up in the Bay Area and beyond. Um, so it was. It was. Uh, you know, I dove uh, two feet in, and and it was a blast. I uh, I worked in a number of different um, kind of teams and in a number of different roles. Um, very much kind of wore all the hats as one does when you are at an early stage startup. They were in terms of where they were at in their journey. They were. Um, kind of right in between the seed and the Series A stage. So still um, pretty small. And it was actually an interesting time in the company for me. They were unfortunately going through a bit of a um, a rough period in terms of the financing. So I was a week in and, um, you know, I got sat down and, and they said they were going to make some, some riffs, uh, some cuts. And it was a tough but really important experience for me to go through I think um, as I mentioned startup MBA that's that's what all startups are about it's um, it's crazy it's adventurous but it can also be um, be to hard at times there's lots of high highs and lots of low lows in the world of, of startups um, so I, I did get to experience that and they handled it phenomenally well so it was also really helpful for me to experience how um, how founders can can handle that because it is um, an important part of the job, given how much volatility there can be in, in startups. Um, so after after that kind of initial experience, I, I just um, offered help wherever I could. I did quite a bit of customer success work, which was really interesting to learn, you know, especially in the world of healthcare and especially in mental health, um, really, really deeply understand who their customer was, um, you know, how to speak to them properly, how to address them. And and with that, I then took that to the to the kind of business and product side. Um, and I think going through the experience of doing customer success and customer service initially really helped me um, be able to bring those learnings onto the product side and the business development side and, and kind of um, just have a better, you know, a more empathetic touch um, when it when it came to those projects. Great. Can you tell us your, uh, a little bit more about your transition to investing with True Ventures uh, via the Priya Haji Fellowship? To begin with, how did you find out about it? Um, what motivated you to apply? And how was the recruitment process like? 
Yeah, no, so happily we'll we'll chat about this. It was actually a very um, kind of, I think, unique um, journey into the world of venture. I didn't go through a typical recruitment process. The reason I um, kind of got connected to True in the first place was um, one of the founders of True, uh, Phil Black, he he actually ended up renting the house at the top of my grandmother's um, property back on the East Coast. And, and I was 14. And as the story goes, I think I just walked up to him and I was like, you need a babysitter. Like you look like you need a babysitter. And he was like, okay. And so he was like, well, happily, you know, I'll go off with my wife for, for a few hours and trust you with my kids. And um, I think just because he could trust me with his kids, um, he was able to ultimately trust me with a job. We actually stayed in touch all through my kind of college career. And then when I was a junior at Amherst, he, he had known that I wanted to move out West and get into the world of business and or entrepreneurship in one one capacity. And um, so he offered me the fellowship initially, and I was kind of the guinea pig fellow, which was a blast. And then from there, about halfway through my nine-month fellowship, um, he asked if I would want to join the investment team afterwards. Um, I think, you know, it was both a com- combination of fortunate timing. There was a spot opening up on the team, and and I had also gotten to to really know the true team, and um, I think it was just a phenomenal cultural culture fit. Um, So when he proposed uh, joining the investment team, I had really, really enjoyed my time um, in the startup, uh, but I wanted a new challenge. I wanted to see what the other side was all about and investing really, really spoke to me. And also, um, you know, at the time the team was um, all men and all of venture was all men and and kind of still is. Um, And I loved that challenge. You know, I grew up playing, playing sports. Um, I grew up just playing with a lot of the guy guys in on the teams. And I don't know, that was a fun challenge for me. I, I always, I don't really mind working with guys. And uh, if anything, it was just an opportunity for one more woman to, to step into the world and hopefully bring five, 10, 15, 20 with her. We've had a few interviews um, so far, and we always talk about how unique the path into venture capital is for everyone. But I think we're going to add 14 year old babysitter to the list of jobs. <laughs> I always tell, I always tell every young girl and boy, but I speak to a lot more young women. Um, I always say like, if you babysit, it's, it's a great path into jobs. If, if a family can trust you with their kids and they can probably trust you with the job. So it ended up working out for me, but right. That's really interesting because like they say, investing is all about finding your networks. They just don't say how deep and almost interesting the networking could be. So it's it's super to know that, uh, you know, you didn't start off thinking that this is where it will transpire to, but keeping those connects alive and making the most of it. I think it's super and uh, almost encouraging to hear. And on some personal note, I relate as well in terms of uh, when you say you were comfortable working with the boys club, as they say it, um, and just uh, kind of be the change uh, leading to, um, seeing some waves of uh, women joining in uh, with and behind you. So that's amazing to hear. We'll touch upon that topic later in the conversation as well, but very quickly wanted to know about one of the very interesting projects called Access Project that you're doing. It seems like an innovative idea to get involved with. And from what I could gather, um, it just seems to be like a team of young investment professionals who kind of got together uh, to help founders build their ventures. Could you talk a little bit about the vision you started doing this with and how has the current progress been? What are your plans for near future? Absolutely. Yeah, the Access Project is, um, it was started by a couple friends of mine um, who were all associates, senior associates or principals at early stage uh, venture capital firms. 
And um, we were putting together kind of a small initial team when my friend Jess reached out and and asked if I'd be interested. I had done quite a bit of work um, already kind of both uh, personally within my firm and within the broader uh, world of venture in terms of tackling this issue of getting more women and more underrepresented um, investors and founders into the world that is, you know, so tough to break into. Um, And so Jess knew that I was really, really passionate about, about this stuff and, um, yeah. And so Jess had reached out to me cause she knew that I had a lot of passion around this, um, this subject and we initially got together and, um, we decided that there was, you know, there was just not enough, um, you know, or not enough avenues for underrepresented founders specifically to have the initial conversations that are sometimes really tough to have when they don't have similar networks as really um, kind of keyed in founders, either, you know, entrepreneurs that have raised money before or went to Stanford or grew up in the Bay Area. They just don't necessarily have the networks and the proper people to talk to and to bounce questions off of. So they have no idea, you know, what even is venture capital? Should I be raising venture capital? Um, You know, how do I hire? Where do I start? What is a seed round? Like people don't even know these simple terms. Um, And so we got together and we figured, um, you know, one to five hours a month of our lives is nothing, um, especially, you know, given how much uh, positive impact these founders are having, it was kind of the least we could do. And, and so we scrounged together a hilariously uh, janky website, but I was really proud of it, my first Wix experience. Um, and then we, we kind of just put together um, in the background, just a, a application form and um, started posting, you know, what the access project was on our various social media sites, LinkedIn, Twitters, reached out to friends that um, work in organizations with similar missions, um, All Rays, which I think we'll touch on a bit. Um, Spiro Ventures runs quite a number of um, opportunities for underrepresented founders. We had them kind of post about it. Um, and we started seeing applications come in and, um, it was, it's been fantastic. Um, it's, we've been live for about a year now. Um, and obviously given everything that's going on with the recent, um, energy and, um, excitement and craziness, of course, around Black Lives Matter and and beyond, um, it's been, it's been even more of a, um, you know, more inspiration for us, more excitement for us to double down and keep doing the work that we're doing, despite the fact that, you know, office hours or the access project or whatever we're calling it is such a small fraction of, of, um, kind of the way to make an impact here. But still, uh, after every conversation, you, you do feel like, you know, in one way or another, you're making an impact. That's amazing. Um, and you, like you said, you also volunteer with, um, always pretty actively, um, in the data sciences team. Can you tell us about how you got involved with them and how has the journey as well as the impact creation been so far? Yeah, sure. So um, All Raise was started in 2017, or I think the initial conversation was maybe late 2016 when a group of amazing, powerful female investors got together. And um, I think 
originally, uh, Eva Ho, who is one of the original 30 and uh, is runs her own fund out of LA called Fika Ventures. She was in um, my office with one of my partners having a conversation. I introduced myself as I typically do to any uh, female investor, just because we got to stick together. And um, she and I off the cuff just started riffing on interests and, and whatnot. And she mentioned what she was working on. And at the, at the time, it was just um, partners and general partners and kind of higher higher up investors. Um, and basically, I was like, Eva, I am already doing a, a, as much as I can in various aspects. I would love to help out with this. It sounds incredible. Um, I know I'm on the younger end of the spectrum in terms of what you guys are looking. At that point, they ha- hadn't hired any associates. But um, she kept in mind. And I think like a week later, she reached out to me and she's like, well, I'm running the data side of things. I could really use extra hands. And um, so I joined the data team right from the start, pretty much. And uh, now I've been working with the the team ever since. And of course, it's just an amazing, um, amazing mission, amazing group of women. And now we got some men on the team too, which is fantastic to have allies. That's really exciting, Priscilla. And what stands out in your approach of uh, taking on these initiatives is just your proactiveness of going ahead, asking for it and taking it on. And I think that's that stands out for most of your endeavors. And that's that's really encouraging to see. Uh, as a woman, have you had or have you heard of any experiences around concerns towards moving up the ladder in the investing ecosystem? Uh, do you see funds taking active steps towards bringing a gender balance at decision-making positions? We know Allraise is doing a great job, but are you seeing that spread more with your in your current circle and network? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a part, it has been a part of the conversation, I'd say, since I broke into venture. I think the past five years is really when, you know, breaking through the glass ceiling and, and getting more women. And if anything, um, more of the men have been talking about it over the past five years. But I would say, like, in the past two years, especially in the past five months, um, there has just been, it's, it's, um, which is great to see it's gone beyond just conversation and into action, which I think is the only, ultimately the only way that we make progress here and, and kind of um, better those, those numbers that we see so often um, the percentages of women, both in funding and um, founding roles. Um, personally, my firm, you know, the it, as I mentioned, it's gone from conversation to action and we've hired multiple women. We are actively looking to, you know, get to gender parity and, and um, beyond. And so, and I see that with m- multiple of my friends, their, their firms are, I mean, you know, we added more female partners in the last year than like the 10 years combined. So if that doesn't show anything, then I don't know what does. And um, it's always going to be slow because unfortunately the way the world of venture works is it is a game of patience. And, you know, uh, when you talk about a venture capital firm, it's not the typical hiring interview process that you see in a lot of other types of corporations or, or businesses. It very much is like a deep, deep cultural fit and the teams are small and, um, very tight knit and culture is, you know, probably one of the most important things. And so, um, I think that there is no excuse for the lack of women on the investing side. Um, and I hope that it doesn't take another 10 to 20 years, but I do understand that, um, it's not just as easy as saying, Hey, you know, we're going to hire five women in the next month. It's, um, it'll take some time. And, uh, but I do get super encouraged by the number of friends, um, and firms that I know of that are 
uh, moving beyond just saying, you know, we need to do this and actually actually doing it and asking me, who are your friends that are looking for jobs and me asking the same things. Um, I do think we have a lot of work to do to break through the network issue and the network bias issue. Um, and so I think that that will be kind of step two is, okay, if you're going to hire women, let's make sure that we're also, you know, hiring outside of our comfort zones. And, um, and then it goes beyond just women into other underrepresented populations. And we got to keep thinking through that, but, um, definitely a lot of optimism on my end. That's, that's exciting to hear Priscilla. Thanks so much for joining us today. I think a lot of your insights on the hustle on, um, on being around where you really feel the passion for, I think our listeners will really appreciate. Thanks so much for taking the time and joining us today. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.